we many times make this whole thing of Christianity way more complicated than what it is. Mm. All it comes down to, being a Christian, being a follower of Christ, is the fact that we have come to the place of saying, my life is not mine, my life is yours, I trust you for everything, but then take it the next step. I trust that your spirit lives within me. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Lifted Up podcast. My name is Matt. I'm the campus pastor at our Bayville campus here in New Beginnings, and I have our lead pastor, Joe Source, with us. And today we're going to be talking about Pastor Joe in a, a topic that I don't even want to use the word important because it doesn't, I don't think, sum it up. It's crucial in, it's in crucial. a Christian life. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we're going to be looking at what the Word says and really how the Holy Spirit involves his, himself in our daily lives if we let him if as we well. let him if we that's, let him, the, important that's the, thing, yeah. the important part but let's start with like who the holy spirit is i think that'd be good just to kind of lay that groundwork and talk like who actually is the holy spirit right i, I think that's important to do because a lot of people especially if people were brought up in, in church someplace some kind of church there's always been that kind of like nobody ever really talks about the holy spirit and when they do they refer to him as an it or kind of like want to use one of the symbols in the Bible that's used for the Holy Spirit to kind of identify who the Holy Spirit is. Like, you know, you always go in, like, denominational churches, they might have murals painted on the wall, and there's always this gigantic dove, you know, and that's supposed to symbolize the Holy Spirit, or fire, uh, water, oil, wine, all of these things are symbols of the Holy Spirit. And if we're not careful, we can get his personality hidden behind a symbol and not really understand that he's a person. Yeah. He's, and it's so clear in the scriptures. He's a person. And obviously, you know, we, the first time we see the Holy Spirit mentioned in the scripture is appropriately in the very first couple of verses of scripture in Genesis chapter 1. It says that God created heavens and the earth, and, but there was a point, something happened at some point, and the earth became void, and chaos came on the earth, which we know that that had to be something that happened. God never created the earth yeah. to be void. He never created anything with chaos. God's the author of peace. We know that. So the next thing we see happen on the scene is that it tells us that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, over whatever that, whether it's actual literal water or if it's symbolic of, of whatever was going on on the planet at that time. And it says that the Holy Spirit responded to the voice of God. So we know the Holy Spirit, He is the third part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And really for the most practical way to describe who he is it's the spirit of jesus here on the earth it's, yep. his, it's his spirit here the spirit of god the spirit of the lord jesus christ and uh we see mentioned all throughout the scriptures you know in the old testament we see where the holy spirit would come upon an mm -hmm. individual and very much like you and i might experience the anointing when either you're preaching in babel or i'm preaching here in brick and you, you literally, I'm sure you've sensed yeah. this when you come up on the platform or if God speaks to you, tell you to pray or minister to people or there's somebody here with a specific condition that needs to be healed, you know when the Holy Spirit's on you, mm -hmm. you know. And so in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit could come on a person, but once they finish that task, once they accomplish a task, whether it was to speak to the nation of Israel or whether it was to fight a certain battle a certain way, 
uh, or to perform some kind of a miracle. You notice back in the Old Testament that once that was done, the Holy Spirit left the person. Mm -hmm. Well, thank God that doesn't happen yeah. to us because I, I don't know about you, but I think it would freak me out completely to think, whoa, wait a minute, where, where is he? Where did he go? You know, once, let's say you prayed for somebody, to, they, get, they were sick and they got healed, and all of a sudden now you feel like an empty, like a hand pump mm -hmm. with, no, with no hand in it. You know, it's like, that would be a scary thing. So we're, we're so privileged in this age that we live in um, to know that the Holy Spirit's not only available to us, but in us. Yeah. And I th in I, us. I think that's so important because I think, and I prayed something, the word, I guess, granted, we would never take for granted in this Christian life is to realize, you know, it says in God's word, when we give our life to Jesus, we're sealed with his spirit. The Holy Spirit, like you said, is inside of us. The Holy Spirit is available to us. And it is a daily thing. It's an every minute of the day thing. It should be, I God, I need you. And we have the spirit of God living inside of us. And, you know, that's something I'll say sometimes. And, and even it just pops in my mind. I could be preaching at Bayville and I'll say, you know, I know things might look crazy in this moment, but we should be so just happy in the time that we're living in. Like we have the whole word of God available to us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Dwelling, dwelling, dwelling in, in us. In Not us. just coming and going, but dwelling in you us. You know, I can imagine doing life without the Holy Spirit, without, yeah. you know, like you were saying, if the Holy Spirit just came and then left, came and then left, I'd be trying to do like 10 years of stuff in the five minutes he would come upon me. Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> Knowing, hey, being hey, afraid that he's going to leave. <laughs> hey, before you go, can we do this? Or hey, before you go, can you tell me this? Yeah, that, that had to be a, a really crazy time in, in the history of God's people. But by the same token now, we should be, like you said, be so much more appreciative. But if we're appreciative of someone, then we want to spend time with yeah. them. When we're appreciative of someone, we want their, we want to help. You know, Jesus introduced him as our helper, but really in, in a real sense, and you see this in the book of Acts, we're to work along with him. He's the one who's supposed to go before mm -hmm. us. He's supposed to lead us. Yeah. We don't go, hey, I want to do this, Holy Spirit. Come on, can you come and help me? It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm sensing that this is the direction you want me to go. This is a person you want me to speak. This is some project you want me to take on. Okay, please teach me how to do this. You know, And I know you're aware of that too because we, we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much in the same position I was in, just a couple of decades difference. You're the first person in your family to step into the ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm the very first person in my family to step into the ministry. So in a very real way, you and I have no choice. We've got to depend on the Holy yeah. Spirit. I don't have a father who was a pastor, a grandfather who was a pastor, uncles that were pastors that I can go, hey, uh, listen, I got this problem going on. You and I are in the same now. We can depend on each other. Yeah. We, can, we can learn from each other, set examples for each other. But for the most part, you and I need to really, really be reliant upon the Holy Spirit. But the thing that I really, I feel like it's like a burden on me, not in a negative way, but a heavy emphasis is to bring the attention to the church, to God's people, to those that claim to be followers of Christ. Look, the Holy Spirit is here to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to bring truth to us, not just when I'm opening up my Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, I made it a habit early on. Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, I want to read. Can you please show me? He's the author of the scriptures. But so, so if you're not careful with that, you'll only rely on the Holy Spirit when it comes to reading the Word. Yeah. And that goes way beyond that. I mean, I know for me personally, right now, I guess I could say in this time of my life, and I could even say, you know, going back, but like right now in this moment, I would say one of the things I rely on the Holy Spirit the most in ways is raising my two-year-old daughter like even that like 
Holy Spirit, show me this is our first exactly. child. I haven't been there. Now, thank God I have people in my life I can go to for advice. Right. And, and you should do that in the, you know, we should go to people for advice, but there's times where it's like, I need wisdom. How am I, how do I raise her? And that's going to be, I mean, you know, you raise four boys and have grandkids four now. Four very different boys, and yeah. And I know she's only two now, but that's not going to stop. Of course it's not. It's going to be different when she's five. It's going to be different when she's 10. It's going to be different when she's 15, different when she's 20. Right. And I'm going to need wisdom from the Holy Spirit right. of how do I go about this relationship plus, that most importantly help guide her to what exactly, God has for her. Exactly, plus in the fact that you're probably going to have other children. Yeah. Now you're going to deal with not only her going through the different seasons of life and changes in personality and things of that nature, but now you're going to have to deal with a whole nother entity, a whole nother person mm -hmm. who's got a com probably going to have a completely different personality. You take my four sons, which you know them very, very well. They're all very distinct. I mean, they have similarities, but for the most part, it's like, it was like raising four completely different individuals. Mm -hmm. And talk about having to rely on the Holy Spirit because yeah. you, you have to be very sensitive to, okay, what's going to motivate this one? What motivated my one, my oldest son may not have ever motivated any of the other ones. You have to know that. And you can't know that naturally mm -hmm. speaking. So I think one of the biggest things I want to accomplish in this uh, podcast is bringing awareness to the fact that the Holy Spirit will teach you anything you need to know. It's not just limited to, okay, well, I want to really get deep into the scriptures, so show me this. No, well, what about, like, you know, I've had occasions in my life where you know me, you've been around me for years now, I am completely useless when it comes to mechanical things. Thank God I know how to preach, and thank God I know how to cook, otherwise we would starve to death. And I literally have had occasions where I've asked the Holy Spirit, how do I actually work this thing? Mm -hmm. How do I actually take care of, like, an emergency with my car? Uh, engine that doesn't work. I mean, thank God that uh, there's been times when he's come on the scene and literally impressed me. Okay, do this, uh, plug that wire in, do this other thing. And it worked. And you know, if you know me, you know there was a complete intervention from the Holy Spirit. There's no possible way for me to know those things. And I think that's where the church, <clears throat> the body of Christ, uh, followers of Christ, Christ are missing it. They're only, they're keeping the Holy Spirit in the category of what's spiritual yeah when he's here to help us in all these things just like you mentioned helping you raise your daughter i i think one of the areas i rely on the holy spirit so much too is time management there's times it could be a day at work but even a, it could be even a day when i'm home yeah. on a day off and i know i have you know to do this this and this and i have to get this all done and i will pause in the morning and be like okay god holy spirit show me how i can do this in the time and that i need to do it in right. and a lot of the times there will right. come an idea of oh wait well, if I put these two things together, I could pretty much get them both done at the same time. Right. And that That's has wisdom. to rely. Because when I try to go on my own wisdom, even my budget, I, when my wife yeah. and I do the budget every month, Holy Spirit, sh show us things in the budget. Right. Show us right. if there's something we can cut or, or what, just whatever it may be. And He does. Yeah. He truly does. It's like you said, it's not just in what can be looked at as these super spiritual things. But it's in our every daily, it's our daily life. You know, Jesus, that's one thing that I always look at in the Bible. If Jesus had to do something or had to rely, and he had to rely on the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. When he exactly. was here on this earth, he if relied he did, on the Holy Spirit. we definitely do, yeah. And I also think, too, Jesus, he talked about the Holy Spirit even before he went up to heaven. He told him, I'm sending somebody Absolutely. else. Don't worry, I'm sending somebody yeah. else. He put great importance of it, and because he knew that they would need, the disciples would need the Holy Spirit to go about daily life just as we need the Holy Spirit exactly. to go about daily life. And if he considered it that important, and you've heard me mention this plenty of times, all the years you know, you've been with me here, the majority of what Jesus talked about the night before he went to the cross was about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
all the teaching that we have about the Holy Spirit, well, I would say the majority of it, great majority of it, probably 90-something percent of whatever we know about the Holy Spirit comes from Jesus during the Last Supper. And I've said this before, and I'll probably continue saying this as long as I'm on the earth. When somebody who's facing their last hours with their loved ones, uh, they're not going to spend time talking about frivolous things. They're not going to spend time talking about the weather. They're not going to talk about, hey, how the Yankees doing? They're going to want to impart to their loved ones the most important thing that they're going to need to carry on. Mm-hmm. You know, a person's going to give their instructions to their loved one. Hey, um, my last will and testament's at such and such a place, and or it's in a, uh, in, a in a lockbox somewhere. Or it's it's you're going to give them the instructions they need to carry on mm-hmm. while you when you're gone. That's all he talked about. He talked about the Holy Spirit. Talked about love. Talked about those things. We have to consider the fact that. If he thought this was the most important thing that his disciples needed to carry on, that what makes and, and they had him in person, what makes us think that we can afford to ignore mm-hmm. or to not consider important and integral to our lives the fact that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to this earth so that you and I would not have to struggle and, and, and trying to figure everything out ourselves. You know, there's that scripture in James chapter one, verse five, if any man lacks wisdom, yep. Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. Man, we, we so frequently use that principle. But the spirit of wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So really what he's saying is if you lack wisdom, then go to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the he's spirit the one who God. gives us wisdom. He's the one who gives us wisdom. I don't think we rely on him enough. I don't think we ask him enough. I think we wait until we're frazzled or completely frustrated and can't figure anything out. And then we go, Holy Spirit, can you help me with this? And thank God that he's gracious. Thank God that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's never going to withhold. Even in that scripture, it says, who gives to all without reproach. You know, he's not going to slam you for coming in. He's not going to tell you, hey, you're stupid. You don't know this thing. The Holy Spirit is very, very gracious and um, needs to be very much active in our lives. And I think part of that, too, is for all of us to be aware of because we can know that. But part of that, too, I feel like is we have to make sure we're giving the time to also hear from the Holy Spirit and Definitely. actually giving him our attention you know i think about it you know like for example my, my wife if if she's having a conversation with me she could be trying to tell me something extremely important but if i'm sitting there on my phone so to say and reading <laughs> and you know we all are guilty of that and we all have done that um You're like what, what? <laughs> yeah what? and it doesn't end well regardless <laughs> but if i'm sitting there and i'm just scrolling and reading other things and thinking on other things while she's trying to tell me something out of, you know, I might be like, okay, yeah, I'm hearing you out of my ear, but I'm not really firmly grasping. And she could say something that I don't understand, that I miss the meaning of that's crucial. And I think that's so important. And I know even for myself, I've been trying to put practice more is when we're believing for something or ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need wisdom in this area. Holy Spirit, show me this. We have to actually give him the time to show us that. And does that mean maybe you need to sit there and utter silence with your eyes shut for hours? No, but whatever you have to do that day, making sure what are you fixing your mind on? Are you fixing, maybe praying in the spirit as you're going about and doing things, praying in the spirit, thinking about God's word, just keep thanking the Holy Spirit. I thank you. You're going to give me the wisdom to do what I need to do. And that I think is how we, so to say, prepare ourselves to hear and to receive because there's so many distractions nowadays. I mean, so many distractions. The enemy wants nothing else to throw things. So we miss out because the whole, you said God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Most of the time he is not going to scream in our face to go and do something. It's that still small voice. It's that tug on the inside. And sometimes I think too, we don't realize that where, you know, you, you could 
go to do something and maybe you know or go to make a decision and you're getting this feeling of Something's not, not peace right. yeah. and we just override it and we just think this but no that's the holy spirit trying to say maybe don't do that look more into that exactly. you know that's one thing that i go by for pretty much every decision i make i say do i have peace exactly. because peace is going to come from god exactly and god alone and if i don't have peace i'm going to either really look into the details not yeah. do it at all or find out more about what it is but if i don't have peace you know, I know that. Well, sure, because he knows. He, the Bible says that God knows the end from mm -hmm. the beginning. Before we even get started in a direction, He knows how it's going to end up, and if it's going to take us to a place where it's going to cause us harm or it's going to cause us, it's going it's going to cost us. Then you're going to get that. But sometimes, like you said, we get distracted, and He may have been telling us, and we weren't listening. And then later on, when it blows up in our face, we're like, God, you know, where were you? Why didn't you, yeah, protect me with this? You know. Just a few weeks ago, we taught on dependence on mm -hmm. God. And really, how do you practice dependence on God without having dependence on the Holy Spirit? He knows the heart of the Father. He knows the will of the head of the church, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I think it's so cool that the Holy Spirit is our go-between, between yeah. headquarters. You know, Jesus is seated in, in heaven. It's the headquarters of the church. He's the head of the church. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I have responsibilities. We have congregations to to watch up. We have, you know, we're one church in three locations. You know, you have oversight there in Bayville. Uh, Pastor Rick Cardwell has oversight up there in Wall, and obviously I have oversight here and over the other campuses. How do we do that without without having a relationship with yeah. the Holy Spirit? You know, because you're dealing with a, a distinct group of people there. You know, any given Sunday, you'll have people that have never even set, set foot inside of our church in Brick yeah. in the beginnings, and who have distinct needs and specific uh, areas where they need to be ministered to. If uh, if we don't hear the Holy Spirit, somebody's going to suffer. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I put it that way. Someone's going to suffer if somebody like in the position that we're in, if we're not tuned to his voice. But you know, you take that down into even a family life. Oh yeah. If you as a husband or father are not listening to the Holy Spirit, there's a good chance your wife's going to suffer, your child's going to suffer, your health may suffer. Their health may suffer because of stress and mm -hmm. aggravation. It just, it just, it follows through. Yeah, I mean, one thing before any time, any service before I'm going to preach or even if I'm hosting, and I just, you know, we're all routine. We all have our routine, so I do it during a specific time, just because I can expect that. But always after the first worship song, as we're going into the second one, I'll always say, "Father, by faith I receive your grace for the exactly. service, and by faith I receive your anointing and Holy Spirit." It doesn't matter what's on these pages, but you know everybody in here, you know specific needs, so I'm open to hear from you. But that's not just when I'm, I now I do that it's every time. It's not just church week, world. That's not just church world. That every day I wake up and I, one of the things I pray when I first pray is, Father, I receive your grace for today. I thank you for your mercy yesterday, and I receive your anointing. I receive your wisdom to do anything and everything that I need to do. And Holy Spirit, Amen. I want to hear you today. Exactly. Speak to me as I go about my day. And that's if I'm working yeah. that day, if I have yeah. off that day, whatever it may be. Yeah, because, order my steps. Yeah, because you know, when our steps are not ordered to the Holy Spirit, we're going to fill in the yeah. gaps. And, you know, one example I used one time is is this, and it's actually when I was talking to your son, Michael, and he was in, he was in Arizona. And we were talking, and he was telling me how I think he was driving, he said, and they had the dust storm out there because, you know, it doesn't rain and it's hot. And yeah, it's they, they don't get rain, desert. but they get dust. <laughs> and he said the dust storms out there get so bad that you can't see and actually send an alert. Um, I guess, I don't know, the city or the town, you get a text, like if we were to get an alert here, right. of, hey, 
conditions are bad, you might want to pull over if you're driving, etc. Because for a time, it gets so bad that you can't see. So when he's telling me about that, I remember I was thinking about that after we got off the phone. And it was funny because that was months and months and months ago. And I was thinking about the Holy Spirit. And if I was thinking to myself, man, if you were driving in that dust storm, you can't see, you don't know where to turn. You have a location maybe you were trying to go to. Maybe you're on your way home. You can't do. But even if you were in that dust storm, and I wouldn't advise this if anybody was in it because you can't see, the smartest thing to do would be to pull Pull over. over. But if you were in that dust storm and you went to your GPS on your phone and you typed in where you were going, you might not be able to see, but that GPS would still communicate you to the whole time and say, turn here. Come two miles, get ready to turn right. I still wouldn't advise that because it might not be the smartest thing. But you could get, or even if you were walking, you'd be able to get to your destination because the GPS is on. The Holy Spirit's our GPS. Now, it could be the reverse way. If I have to go somewhere after here and I don't know how to get there, and I go, well, great, I have a GPS I can use. I could plug in the address. It will take me there step by step. I could have it on my phone, but if I put my phone volume all the way down and flip my phone over to where I can't see it, I'm not going to know where to go. And looking at everything else. And my GPS is still going to be telling me the whole time. And the Holy Spirit is our lead. He is our guide. But we also have to make sure we're listening and inviting him in. You said the key word. Exactly. You said the key word. He leads us. He doesn't grab you. Mm -hmm. He leads you. But you have to be willing to follow. You have to be willing to listen. Okay. the illustration you just use is great. You know, if you have even your GPS in your car and you're driving, even on a great day, the weather's nice. But if you're distracted and this the voice there is telling you, okay, uh, 500 feet, turn right, mm-hmm. 500, and you you don't pay attention, you miss the turn off. Yep. So we it's it's extremely important if we're going to fulfill what God desires for us to walk in, what He desires. The type of life that he desires for us to have, we're going to need to listen. Something I noticed that too, you know, going that the Holy Spirit leads us. And yes, like even with your GPS, like you said, that if it's like 500 feet turn right and you miss it, you know, you still can get to your destination, but it gets a little more frustrating because I know when I'm driving that happens and you're trying to find and you have to do a turnaround, you have to do a jug handle to get back and it takes a little longer. So, you know, in those times where we miss it, we say, Father, I, I repent. Yeah. I know you were there and I did not follow, but lead me back. And he will. And yeah, there might be maybe a little bit longer because we missed a turn and now we're just doubling back. Right. But he still will bring us there and right. he still will take us there yeah. um, and restore us. But I think part of it too is, we need to acknowledge, Holy Spirit, I need you. And I've talked about the whole year is being dependent upon God. And it's not just on Sundays, it's every day. And no matter what we do with our lives, no matter, you know, yeah. whoever's listening to this, whether you're working in a business right now, you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, we need to be completely dependent upon God, yeah. upon the Holy Spirit, Especially the and inviting that him into through. our lives. Exactly. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize, just like we had to invite Jesus into our life, you have to literally invite because the Holy Spirit's there, mm-hmm. but He's not gonna. He's not the type like you know. You had a house guest in your you know staying at your house, and uh, then the house guest might get up six o'clock in the morning and hey, are you gonna make me breakfast? The Holy Spirit's not like that. If you don't acknowledge Him, you wouldn't even know He's there. Yeah, He's not. He's not the type. Again, we go back to that. He's a gentleman. He's there. It's almost like hey, I'm here if you need me. Love you, but I yeah, I'm only gonna be able to participate in that which you invite me into mm-hmm. when we don't involve him we get sometimes can get in a mess and yeah thank god for the u-turns thank god that he'll still just like that voice on the gps hey okay now turn here yeah. and go back and send you in five different areas <laughs> to get back to where you were but the fact is he'll get you back to where you were yeah and he'll redeem the time 
that you lost. You mm. know, he'll get it back for you. But it's so extremely important. And I think we have to conclude that when a born-again believer, follower of Christ, when they're struggling, it's got to be because we didn't listen to the Holy Spirit the first time. Now, the good thing about it is he'll teach us something, even though he doesn't cause that. He didn't get you or me into a situation that's going to be bring a hardship just to teach us something, but he'll use the things that we get ourselves involved with sometimes so that we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's extremely important for us to acknowledge the fact that out of the heart of love that God has for us, he provided the Holy Spirit for us. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to. Yeah, no. He didn't have to. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, you know, it says here, in uh, John 14, 16, Jesus says, I will pray the Father and that he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Forever. Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So Jesus is obviously telling the disciples this at the moment. The Holy Spirit has come in this moment. Jesus didn't die yet. But like you said, they, God didn't have to do that. And Jesus no. is even telling them there. That's such love. He's even telling them there because you know he's preparing them hey, I'm going to be going. I'm going to have to fulfill what I came. I'm going to die. But the Father is going to send you another helper that it's really And it's it's com- really, the really original language is another one just like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's love. Like, again, that's love. he didn't have to do that, yet he did it. And who it says right there, I love where it says, who will abide with you forever. He's, you know, Jesus telling them, he's going to be here with right, you. Right. You don't need to worry that I'm going away in this moment until I, until I come back you're going to have the Holy Spirit here with you to finish whatever you have to do here, to lead you, Think to Think about how you. much better it is to live in this church age. Mm-hmm. You know, you triggered something when you were just saying that. I'm having this picture in my head of, like, Moses leads the people of Israel out of Egypt. God says to him, you're going to come to Mount Sinai. One of the first things you're going to do is report to Mount Sinai. Moses gets there, the rest of them come there, and then God comes down on the mountain, okay? Gives Moses the Ten Commandments and all the other instruction and then goes mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can't be a person uh, that's walking on this earth in the in the you know or even you know like you were saying he goes after he given the commandments but even jesus when he was here in the flesh now it don't get me wrong I'm, it must have been amazing to walk with him but he at that point you know he was 100 percent god 100 percent man he can only be in a place at one a time place at, at that time. time now with you know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in every Christian and right. every one of us. We right. have access yeah. to Him, um, which is an amazing thing. So to not take advantage, and I don't mean take advantage in a negative sense to exploit, but to, to, to not make yourself available to what God's provided for us. And and look, it all goes back to the cross. I mean, the Holy Spirit cannot come, even as it says in uh, the scripture you just read, the world cannot receive. Uh, in John chapter 7, it talks about when Jesus went to that feast and tabernacles there and he talked about how the holy spirit would come in their future okay he said whom they should receive Mm -hmm. okay but the holy spirit could not come it says but he spoke of the spirit who could not be given yet because jesus had not yet been glorified you realize he had to open up his side he had to open up his wounds he had his hands had to be pierced his 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 skull was pierced his he, he suffered brutally for what reason yeah, we say, well, to save us from our sins. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit is the one who comes and resides in us in salvation. So Jesus literally poured his guts out. You could say that in a very real sense. He literally suffered physically so that the Holy Spirit could come to this earth. For us now to not pay attention to the Holy Spirit, to not devote our life to listening to him, hearing from him, 
is really kind of a dishonor to all that Jesus suffered on the cross. He had to suffer. He had to pour out his blood. He had to give his life so that the Holy Spirit could come from heaven to indwell the church, the believers, every single person. When we get born again, Jesus doesn't come and live inside us. We say, in a little kid sometimes, you could ask your daughter, where's Jesus? Oh, Jesus lives in my heart. And that's cute and everything. But the, the real practical side of this is it's the Holy Spirit who mm -hmm. comes to live inside us. He is our guarantee of salvation. We know we're saved because we know we have the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in us. How do we know that? Because we see his activity. When I do rely on him, when I do trust in him, when I do acknowledge him in all my ways, he guides my path, he leads my path, he directs my path. And that's one of the major promises that Jesus made. Listen, he knows these guys are gonna be on their own. Yeah. After the Last Supper, when he goes to the cross, you know, he was back on earth for 40 days, but after the, at the end of those 40 days when he ascended into heaven, in a very real sense, the, the apostles could have said, hey, we're by ourselves here, but they knew they weren't alone. Yeah. And, and just to give like a little example that I can think of something recent with me, because, you know, I think sometimes two people could think, and we've been talking about this a little of, it might not be something big and being like, well, God has, other, no, God wants to be involved in every aspect of our life, no matter how small it may be. Um, this was a few weeks ago, how the Holy Spirit will lead us, at the whole, how the Holy Spirit will guide us. And this is something very basic. It was a few weeks ago, um, we signed up our daughter for swim lessons. We signed up Evers for swim lessons and she had her first lesson. So I was going to take her. It was a Thursday. I was taking her to her first lesson. Bianca had something to do that day. So when you sign up for your swim lessons, they give us a days and then we bought her. She has like a boogie board thing and a belt, a swim belt. <laughs> so needless to say, the Wednesday night before, before bed, Bianca said, do you have everything that you're going to need? You know, all of her stuff, her, you know, her board, her belt. And all. I said, yeah, of course I have, I have everything. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Bianca had to go out Thursday morning. She goes out. She's like, you have everything for her lessons. I'm like, we have everything. Yeah. I have everything for her lessons. Lessons are at 10:30, So we have to leave it about 10 o'clock. So now it's about nine 30. I get her ready and we're going to, you know, just trying to get her ready. And I go to look for her board and her belt. I find her board, cannot find her belt have no idea where her belt is. Now, the first thing I start thinking of is, I don't want to make that phone call now to my wife who I told I had everything to say. <laughs> I don't know where the belt is. Do you know where the belt is? You know, so I, so I go around and I'm looking and I'm like looking throughout the whole house. Where's her swim belt? Like, where's her swim belt? Asking her, where'd you put your swim belt? She's looking at me. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. So I'm getting, and, I, and then finally, I actually came to my senses and I paused and I said, I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Show me where this belt is. I This belt I know is here somewhere. Where Did, did I put it somewhere? Because we just came back from being away. Right. So I didn't know. Did I store right. this somewhere when we went away? Did I put this somewhere? Can, can you show me? So I remember doing that, and then I kind of just paused for a minute, and then I just... It was like a thought popped in my mind. And, you know, we could think that's just, that was not a thought that I had because right. that was God showing me. And it was just like we have in the living room, we have a chair and then we have like a foot rest, but it's also like a storage, storage thing. thing. So I just thought, go check in that. So I walk over, I pick up the top and the belt is in there. <laughs> and so, and that's where her belt is. And I'd have to make the phone call. It was great. Um, he my saved wife. you. He rescued you. So it's even in the little things yeah. of something I like that. I think it's especially where, in the know, little things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's every part of our life. Because that's something so personal. That, that wouldn't mean much to me. I'm, I'm glad you found it. I'm glad that you didn't get that. I told you so <laughs> phone call. But that was specific to you. Mm -hmm. That was the Holy Spirit showing you, hey, I'm here. I love yeah. you. Um, I'll let you know. You know, if you rely on me, I'll show you the things that need to that need to happen. That's pretty cool. So, what action steps can we kind of tell whoever's listening here? Like, what's some of the practical ways? I think one practical way is 
first thing that pops in my mind is making sure that you are making yourself available spending to hear time. from God. If spending time and then saying, I'm available, Holy Spirit, I'm available, Holy Spirit, for you to use me how you want to use, and I'm going to listen for you today. And then, so how do you do that? You don't, I'm not saying sit at your table all day just with nothing in front of you. No, but you need to be disciplined and, and uh, make it a point priority. to a priority, perfect, a priority to be checking in. Yeah. Like, what are we thinking on throughout yeah. the day? Are we thinking on the things of God? Because I'm t- I know for me, the more I'm thinking of the things of God, the better I'll hear from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Why? Because I'm preparing myself. Yeah. So I think yeah. is one first thing is making yourself available. Start your day off with, Holy Spirit, if you have something you want me to do today, show me, lead me, guide me. And then practicing too, when we have something going on, whether it's at our job, it's at our home, it's with our children, making sure God is the first person we go to and asking him to lead us and and guide us. Because, you know, we know that, but it's very easy to go to a hundred different things sometimes and then being like, you know what, I should pray about this. No, pray about it first. God will give you the wisdom. Pray about it. It's a matter of priorities. When somebody's special to us, we put them in priority. Mm -hmm. We don't put them at the bottom of the list, you know? And I think that's extremely important because, especially first thing in the morning, you know, because the way you know, we set our day into motion, regardless of what, you know, unless something happens, comes out of left field. But you see, when you prioritize your relationship with the Holy Spirit, even if something comes out of left field that you don't expect, you find that you're prepared for it a little bit. You can manage it. It doesn't knock you out because you've already given, you've established that relationship with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. where he can intervene whenever he needs to. Yeah. I think that's extremely important. Just the other morning, uh, now this used to happen a lot more and through seasons of my life, but just the other morning I felt really impressed. You know what? I think I should take communion together. Now we just did that recently, but I just felt like, you know, now this needs to be between me and him. Mm. And so I, I took the time in the morning, you know, wasn't anything elaborate. I didn't go, you know, I don't have a big gold chalice at home. Like, you know, <laughs> I just took a cup and took a piece of bread and kind of like dedicated that time to the Lord and said, Jesus, I'm doing this in remembrance of you. Holy Spirit, you know, this is time I want to spend with you. And I want to remember what Jesus has done. You know, when we set our days off like that, it seems like they run smoother. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so crucial how we start the day. I mean, Jesus, just look at the example of him. So many times in the scripture, he got up, he went to a place to pray and spend time with the Father. And if he he, needed to do that. Yeah, he modeled it. Um, I think it's so important to making sure we spend that time because no matter what you do, if if you're you're a business owner, if you work at a job, if you're going to school right now, if you're a stay-at-home parent, whatever it may be, there's times in all of our days where things can get hectic. Yeah. So if we don't put our focus on God in the morning, say, well, I'll do that later, yeah, I mean, we should be focusing on God throughout the day, but if we don't do it in the morning, so many things are going to come up, and the next thing you know, it's five o'clock, and you're, Your you're day's like, wait, gone. Yeah. Uh, God, I need, yeah, you, we, you, we need him at every minute of the day, but right. it's so important, how do we start? How yeah. do we start the day? Because, you know, a lot of the times we want to know how we finish, but finishing well means starting well. Starting well. Starting, it requires starting it well. It requires starting yeah. well. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and the whole thing, too, I, I think maybe we would understand it better and maybe others would understand it better if we realize the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives fulfills the heart of God for his people, mm. okay? It goes way back to the garden, way back to, to, to creation of Adam and Eve. When God created them, they were, they were created all the way with the Holy Spirit in them. And then sin came into the world. That separation took place. And they, they were not aware any longer of the presence of God. And so they gave up the trust that they had in God 
as long as they walked in trust in God, as long as they walked in obedience to God, they were very much aware of his presence. We many times make this whole thing of Christianity way more complicated than what it is. Mm -hmm. All it comes down to, being a Christian, being a follower of Christ, being saved, however you want to put it, born again, is the fact that we have come to the place of saying, my life is not mine, my life is yours, I trust you for everything, but then take it to the next step. I trust that your spirit lives within me. So I don't have all the answers, I'm never gonna have all the answers, but you do. So now by us living a life that's reliant upon the Holy Spirit, dependent upon the Holy Spirit, actively, I'm not just so mad, yeah, yeah, um, I just trust God for everything. Most of the people I've ever heard say they trust God, really not trusting God. But when we walk in such a way, that we're dependent on the Holy Spirit, we acknowledge Him constantly, whether that's praying in our known language or whether that's praying in an unknown language, whether that's asking the Holy Spirit to give us illumination in the Word, whether that's asking the Holy Spirit, hey, how do I raise my kids? How, how, do, I, uh, how do I make my marriage better? How do I become a better friend, a better employee? When you do all those things, you're coming back to that place of total trust in God, and that's all God has ever wanted from us. That's all he wanted from Adam and Eve, to just trust him, walk in obedience to him. That's all he's ever gonna want from us. Mm -hmm. But when we get off on our own and we start depending on self, we're not glorifying God. And, and I love what you just said, and I think that's the, really the next step too, which is, is important. As we're finishing this up, is like you just said it, I love it, because God wants us to trust him, he wants us to be with him, but then the next step is obedience. When the Holy Spirit speaks, it's being obedient. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do that, be obedient. If he tells you to send that text message to that person, to make that phone call to that person, to maybe, you know what, don't um, buy that right now. You know, that that happened to me. Well, I wasn't obedient. There was just things, like little things. It could be a TV. And I remember I, I bought a TV, and I didn't feel too much peace, and I bought it. Great TV. But then a month later, I looked, and it was like $200 cheaper. And I was so frustrated <laughs> because it's a great TV. But it was just like, like you were showing me, and I could, I could have got it for cheaper. He, he, knows, <laughs> he knows what's going to come on so sale. So it's, it's just being obedient. Yeah. Um, and that's in all areas. When the Holy Spirit speaks and we feel his leading, it's taking that step of but being obedient. But that's the evidence that we're walking in faith. Yeah. The evidence that we see, we have, my faith is in God. My faith is in Jesus. I trust in him for my salvation. Okay, well, then where's the evidence of it? If we're saying that we trust in him and that our faith is in God, then we should be led by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and we should be actively engaged in him because he placed the Holy Spirit inside of us to prove to us, I'm here with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Do you realize that? Do you realize that that's all throughout the scriptures? We usually pay attention to that phrase when it comes out of Jesus' mouth. But God has been saying from the very beginning, yeah. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you always. And the question that I always had was, well, wait a minute, Jesus. You left the earth. How did you fulfill that scripture? Through yeah. the Holy Spirit. His presence is with us. Mm -hmm. He truly will never leave us, never forsake us. Just like you read in John 14, 6, I think it was. Yeah, 14, Who 16, abides yeah. with you forever. forever. Mm-hmm. That's important. So I'm hoping those that have listened, those that are watching, I hope that they'll, I hope we've been able to inspire them to really start including the Holy Spirit in their everyday lives. Yeah. Um, and not have to learn by mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, invite them in. Invite them into your life. Invite them into every decision um, each and every day. Each and every day and then be obedient when you feel him leading and speaking. And one thing to always do too, listen, if, if you maybe feel like, well, I heard from the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that's the Holy Spirit. Two things is, number one is, do you have peace about it? If you don't have peace about it, 
throw it away. Throw it's it away. Probably not. Or from at least God. put God. it on the shelf. Yeah. It might not be now. Yeah. Another thing too is if you're wondering, you feel like, oh, go look what His Word says about Absolutely. it, because God will always speak to you what lines up with His Word. Exactly. Um, so check the Word, see what the Word says That's about good. it to, for That's confirmation. Really and then be obedient and then take that step. Exactly. And as we do that, we grow. That's, I mean, that's really how we grow in, in our, like you're saying, we're growing in our faith. We're acting upon, we're really walking Amen. out in faith. Um, so that's important. Invite them into your day, each and every day. Invite them in. Invite them in when you get in the Word in the morning. Invite them in in the middle of the day. Invite them in when you don't know what to do when your kids are fighting and you exactly. have to make a decision or you have to say something. Because He'll give us the words to say too. Absolutely. He'll give us the words to say. I think that's a great way to, to wrap this up, mm -hmm. real practical way. And that was what we wanted to accomplish yeah. here today is bringing the practicality, the practical side of the Holy Spirit into everyday life. I think that's important. Yeah. He's not living in church. He's not only in, inside of a building. He's in us, mm -hmm. and he wants to literally take us by the hand if we'll let him. And life would be so much smoother that yeah. way. So, so, amen. Amen. Let's uh, amen. pray. To finish, Go ahead. Father, we just thank you for everybody listening to this, and we thank you that as we invite you into our daily lives, you will always lead us and guide us. And I pray for all of us, Father, that we would hear your voice, we would follow your leading, we would be yes, obedient Lord. to it so we could be growing in our relationship with you, growing in our faith. And we thank you that you did not leave us alone. That's how great your love is. Yes, Lord. Jesus said, I will give you, the Father's going to give you another helper, and that you did in the Holy Spirit. And he says he will abide with us forever, forever. and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys all so much for joining us this week on the Lifted Up podcast, and we will see you the next time. God bless you, and remember, invite the Holy Spirit into your day. God bless you. Amen. Amen.